This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. It is Friday, October 13th, 2023. This is another edition of Football Today. You know that man, Bobby Skinner from the Talking Giants world. I am Chris Rose, producer Mikey, along for the ride as well, as we welcome my man Skinner back stateside. Welcome. Well, thank glad to be back. Had some bush light for breakfast just to kind of get the get the juices going. It's good to be back in America. Yeah. Now is it I thought maybe you were gonna stay overseas based on how the Giants have played all year. Are you looking forward to seeing them play in front of a national TV audience again on Sunday night? <laughs> it's to the point where it's just like, well, I don't even care about the national TV audience. It's like, man, stop stop making me stay up till 2 in the morning to talk about this team and have to wake up at <laughs> 7 a.m. It's like, just let me, you know. But the good part is, is I get to enjoy the 1 and 4 o'clock games sure. without stress because I'm not like I'm not living and dying with every play now. Okay, so week six kicked off on Thursday night, and it was, let's just paint the picture as is. It was horrible. A terrible game. The Chiefs won their 997th consecutive game over the Denver Broncos. Actually only feels that way. It's now been 16 in a row. Kansas City improves to 5-1 and one with the 19-8 to eight win. Uh, uh, any worries about Kansas City, or is it, hey, they're 5-1. and one. Uh, I'd love to have that many problems. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's still the same thing we've been talking about. Like the wide receiver play isn't great. Here's my thing with Andy Reid: stop getting cute with trick plays. I'm and I'm I'm kind of an anti-trick play guy in general. I think they create negatives way more than they do explosives. But they had the fourth down, the fake field goal, and mm-hmm. then they put Tony in at uh, on that read option on third down. Start, when you have the best quarterback in the NFL, don't take his the hand. Don't take the ball out of his hands in critical moments. Just run plays. You're way too good to just not run plays. But overall, no. I mean, you could expect him to be even a little sluggish in this game. Mahomes had that like dumb interception uh, yeah, really. in the red zone. It was, it it just it felt like a game where the Chiefs were clearly the better team and never really put you know their pedal on, or their foot on the throttle. So if you look at where they've been this year. They lost to the best team they played, right? The Lions on that opening Thursday. I always give kind of week one, even though it counts in the standings, just as much as week six or week 10 or week 14. I I almost give it a pass because you never get five months to prepare for a team in the NFL except for week one. So uh, Detroit out-prepared them and outplayed them. The rest of their games this year have been against the Jags, Bears, Vikings, Jets, and Broncos. The schedule will get tougher. They still have two with the Chargers, one with the Bengals, one with the Dolphins, the Eagles, and the Bills. They're going to have to play some good football, which they really haven't done. And I don't think it's a point to just kind of gloss over the fact that they don't have a ton of juice on this offensive side. Somehow, Travis Kelsey still keeps getting open. I have no idea how that happens, that a guy who's arguably going to be the best at his position ever that sometimes there's nobody around him for five yards. Rasheed Rice looks like he might be the real deal. 
and Pacheco runs hard. Other than that, I have nothing good to say about their offensive skill guys. It's like some guys who might be – and so it, this is going to be a lot on Andy Reid to scheme them open against really good teams because I don't know if they can go throw for throw and play for play with a bunch of those teams I just mentioned. Yeah, that 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 five-game stretch of the Dolphins, Eagles, and Bills should really tell the story on what we should expect to see of them in the playoffs. But I, th- I think they're going to try – I think they see that, though, right? And – those games happen. The trade. When's the trade deadline? A couple weeks. Is it the first week of November? I think. I think. I believe you're right. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them go and try and get a wide receiver at the deadline. Again, not okay. some great October 31st. So that would be, that would be after the Bron or after this Chargers and Broncos team. So I guess they wouldn't have played the really good teams yet, even though the Chargers can definitely uh, hang with them. Uh, I could definitely see them going out and trying to add a wide receiver. Now, I don't think it's going to be someone great, but would the Broncos be willing to like offload Judy with oh, him, who was God. a topic of conversation last night? Yeah, great. Three catches, 13 yards. I mean, I know that in this system, he, he might be better, but does that excite you if you're Kansas City? I mean, you know, we can agree on this much, right? With the depth of talent in the AFC, and it certainly hasn't played out the way that we thought so far through five plus weeks that this team might have to end up going on the road in the playoffs for the first time ever. It's possible. Yeah, that's, that's, I, and I do, ah, but they've only lost one game and you met like it was, they haven't played good teams, but like they are, if Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones are playing in that game, their best two players outside of Mahomes. They're undefeated. Um, Maybe. That's not fair. Maybe. I don't like to do the if, if, if. That's true. Yeah, it's just we don't know. But again, like they were missing their second and third best player in the only game they they lost. Like you can you can feel you can you at least feel good about them as overall team. But again, we're putting up to the Super Bowl standard. But you mentioned like Jude, like I know Judy, like he can play a little ball, right? Like he hasn't lived it up anywhere to the draft standard right here, Bobby. Well, this is the team that traded for Kadarius Tony last last year too, who's like <laughs> that on on crack. What do you think of the uh, the him and I know it was your your NFL Network counterpart with him yeah. and Steve Smith. I think people overreact. Steve, there's certain guys who can do stuff like that. Well, Steve Smith is one of them. Hey, listen, when we hired him, and I didn't do the hiring, but I'm talking about the network I worked for hired him. You thought you were hiring Barkley, and thank that- you. That was the Barkley moment. I don't think that he needed to come back and apologize. To be honest with you, I'll 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 get into work and try and maybe find out what the heck happened. I don't know. I don't know what happened. But you know what? Like he said something on a podcast that he does. He went up to Jerry Judy to try and apologize, which I'm not even so sure he had to because if he's just assessing, uh, and I didn't. I'll be honest. I'll be the first one to say I didn't listen to Steve's podcast. So I don't know how he framed it. I don't know who now I know how I've worked enough and have been friendly enough with Steve to know how he says things. So maybe it came off as, as a little bit of a personal attack on the podcast. Um, but I don't think there's anything for him to apologize for when it comes to that. Now, some people are comparing it to um, what happened Rodney Harrison. with Rodney Harrison. Rodney Harrison was trying to bait a guy into saying stuff, real negative stuff about a guy here. Steve Smith. One thing he really knows is wide receiver play. He breaks him down at the draft for us. Like, that's what he does. 
And so if you're trying to figure out why the guy who was the number one wide receiver taken in a particular draft hasn't done anything, then he's allowed to be critical of him. I'm not saying this just because I work with him. That's the honest to God way I feel. And it's it's Steve Smith. Like again, there's like you you, met, right. you mentioned Barkley. Now obviously he's not as good as a shit talker as Barkley, but it's like everyone loves that show. But like Steve Smith, that's who Steve Smith is, right? If that's mm-hmm. if if Joe Thomas starts spouting off like that, I'm like, okay, that's a weird. That's not who yeah, you are. Out of character. But it's like it's Steve Smith, and like yeah, was it a little personal? But even what he said wasn't that like. He, he no. didn't. He didn't like. He didn't get that personal. He just kind of. No. He was a little. It was a little corny, but it wasn't that. I, I people overreact to that. They they compared to Rodney Harrison. I agree. It was totally different than that. The lazy comparison. It's a lazy. But th- that's the world we live in. Is that we just think everything's the same. This has to be that. No, no, no. There's a, there's a little bit of nuance to everything that is said. You might not have liked what Steve Smith said, but you can't compare it exactly to what Rodney Harrison was doing. Yeah. Very very different. So. I don't know. I'll be curious to see. Um, I'm not going to see Steve this weekend. He's going to be in London, I believe, while I'm hosting the show. So I guess I could talk to him <laughs> over satellite signal or something, but I don't think that's going to happen. Very quickly, I want to talk. just touch on the Broncos. How much of a mess is this? The one thing you thought it was like, okay, at least the offense can put up some points, right? They're not some great offense, but they, could at least, they can at least put up some points. And I thought the Broncos would cover – this but i thought it would be like a 30 to 20 type cover i mean they just they can't get anything going offensively and those linebackers were just had had the broncos run game they had every them in hell all night long um it's in defensively like again the, the chiefs should have had over 30 points in this game um yeah they've they've got they're you i mean you let the jets score a bunch of points on you like they are they might they might end up with the number one pick if you know the Panthers win a couple games or the Bears win a couple more games. Like they're they're right in that uh, race for the number one pick. They are the yeah they are. Um, it makes you wonder if Caleb Williams is house shopping in Denver. Like this is this is really embarrassing for them. It's embarrassing for Russell Wilson. Last night was terrible, and I and he hasn't been terrible this year, but he was bad last night. Whole offense was horrible. Sean Payton, disastrous. Like, I know that he's now got some buddies in the media. Let's call it what it is. A terrible coaching job. It's been bad on every level. Every level of it. And I know that maybe it takes a little bit of time to get the players you want in there. But if they're doing this strictly to try and get Caleb Williams, no guarantee they're going to get him. Although maybe there is if they keep doing this. And they just got rid of Frank Clark, too. Um, yeah, they sure which, did. They just released him. They, okay. they they truly are a mess, but we'll... Please don't I, put them on in prime time anymore. I, is this no. the last time we talk about the Broncos for the entire season on the show? No, not unless they... Uh, if they still have one win in uh, late December, we're going to be talking about them. Okay, we're let's be... do it. Lions, 4-1. and one. Bucks, 3-1. and one. You more interested in seeing if the Lions are at the point where they're blowing out teams like true contenders or if Tampa Bay is for real. I'm legitimately excited for this game because I want to see if the Bucks are for real, right? They're going to face a lot of man coverage with the Lions. like, And, you know, they have the dogs at wide receiver, Mike Evans being number one. Um, even if the Lions lost this game, like, I don't think you have these big takeaways. Like, team, teams lose games, right? But I want to see if the Bucks can hang and, and beat the Lions and, and how real is that 3-1 and one record. Um, so I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to this game to see how 
how this Bucks uh, this Bucks team faces a, a good team in Detroit. First of all, let's start with this. This is a really interesting quarterback matchup of former number one overall picks. It looks like Jared Goff has certainly found his way in Detroit. Um, but I will say this. He is a different man on the road than he is at home. Since the beginning of the last season, he's thrown 30 touchdowns in his friendly confines, only eight on the road. So let's find this. Let's figure out. Because the Lions, if they're going to make that step, and you and I both believe they have a chance to be the third best team in the NFC during the regular season, if that's in fact true, they're going to have to win most likely at San Francisco or at Philadelphia. So let's start revving up that engine right now. Like, if you're Detroit and you really believe in yourselves, let's go. That's one point. Uh, Baker Mayfield. He's completing almost 70% of his passes. In his career, 61 and a half. And I, as a Browns fan, I can tell you that one thing I was always disappointed in was that Baker's completion percentage wasn't higher. I always felt like he was a decent accuracy guy coming out of Oklahoma. Maybe not elite should be better than living in the low 60s, certainly with the way that the game has changed in the last few years. He's been great on third down. That means he's making good decisions, which wasn't always a Baker trait in Cleveland, Ohio. So he has matured. Now this is the first time he's going against a team that is really legit. So I want to see if he can kind of protect Baker from Baker. You know what I mean? Yeah, and a Lions defense that gets pretty aggressive in their coverages and stuff. Like, can they? Can he stop from having that bonehead decision? Um, yeah, and I, I think this is like the test for this Bucks offense. How? How? Like, they're not. No one thinks they're some great offense, but can they no. be a solid offense against teams like this or a team that could put up some points on the other side of the field? Like, I, I'm not going to go. Off, obviously, they're not on the Eagles level, right? But can they compete and hang with these Detroit Lions teams? I think it's a really good test for them. And then for the Lions, like. Good offensive line. You're gonna face a really good front uh from Tampa and they're gonna come after you, right? It's like so that like they're gonna play you different than than a lot of teams will. Like they're gonna come after you. So I think this is a really uh this is this is the game I'm I'm really looking forward to this week to really see where these two NFC teams are. Yeah, and there aren't a lot of great games. This is this is one of the better ones. So I think we'll all enjoy this. Real quickly, rank the top of the NFC South for me. Um Sorry, it's, I know that's it's crazy point. that they all have good records outside the Panthers. Um, I'm gonna say Bucks one, Falcons two, and Ooh. Saints three. I, I'm just not in on the Saints. I, I think there's just too many issues. I'm not. I'm not on car. I know they beat the Falcons, but I think the Falcons have a lot of talent, and hopefully they will change their quarterback by the end of the year. If they change the quarterback, I'll bump them up to number one. The Saints. No, the the Falcons, if they oh, go the to Falcons. Heineke. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you've been on that train. By the way, why you, you thought that with New Orleans bringing in Derek Carr that they would be a little more buttoned up offensively. I don't understand why they're not better. Because Derek Carr is bad versus pressure, and they've been giving up but pressure. So are, Bobby, so are a lot of quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson's not good against pressure. Yeah, but it's... I mean, it's Derek, Derek Carr's like only good behind really good offensive line play. Like, like that one year that they, he was like an MVP candidate, was behind one of the best offensive lines in football. Um, and and they just, yeah, I mean, Derek, Derek Carr is what he is, right? So, mm-hmm. but like I mean, it's is. not like he's getting outplayed by every other quarterback in this division. 
I mean, let's look at the quarterback situation. Yeah, I'm trying to look up Derek Carr, something with Derek Carr right now. Yeah, it's you. Alave has been really good for him, and again, he's just an up and down guy. Like that's kind of the way it is. So I think they're going to be like they're going to be nine and eight, eight and nine. But I Which also might don't be good think, enough. I don't think they put fear in any team that they're going to play. No, 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 no. I don't think any team in this division puts fear. Although the Panthers put fear in the eyes of their fans every time they play. Uh, Seattle back to work after a bye. Seahawks take a three-game winning streak into re-energized Cincinnati. Who's this a uh, bigger one for? Cincinnati. I mean, you're you're on the verge of going two and four. Um, you know that was a great game versus the Cardinals, but they are a very untalented team and allow you to basically do whatever you want on offense. Like, what get you can get into whatever you want. Um, this is you know if the Bengals, you know. We we don't have we didn't have Super Bowl expectations for the Bengals of the, or the Seahawks. So if they lose, you're not overreacting, and they've been really good this season. It's the Bengals. I mean, you're going to be two and four. This is a good com- this is good competition. Like, can the Bengals hang with good good competition that's well coached? Um, and that's like th- this is this is a huge to me. This is a big big game for the Bengals, particularly since they head into the bye, and then on the backside of it, they've got a couple of games coming up over the next three weeks or so against Buffalo and San Francisco. They're not going to win. I, I, I can you Buffalo now they've, they beat Buffalo. So yeah. they can win that one, but there, I don't see them being able to compete with San Fran. So that, that puts them at three and five at, at best out of that stretch. Yeah. But you know um, what? San Francisco is going to lose at some point, right? You lose a regular season game. The best team does. And it could be a team like Cincinnati going out West. Maybe the Niners are a little bit banged up on a given week. Uh, you know, if it's good weather, maybe Joe Burrow. He said this is the best he's felt since that training camp injury. Yeah. I think the 49ers are going to, like, lose to, like, the Bucks or something random. Also, the, hey, you're brownies. Like, Jim Schwartz has Stop. owned Kyle Shanahan. No, I'm, not gonna I'm excited for that. Who are you guys playing listen. at quarterback this week? Probably P.J. Walker. Gosh, P.J. Walker is horrible. I've watched him play in games, and it's, it's really bad. I know. Probably Who's DTR. the backup? DTR, Dorian Thompson Robinson. Why isn't he starting? Did you watch the previous game? I know. Damn it! I'm sorry, dude. Your defense is so good, and you're wa- and it's, you're watching it get wasted. I feel really bad because I want to see that Browns team do well. Yeah. How's that Josh Dobbs trade looking that we pulled off two and a half? Oh my god! Ago? I didn't even think about that. That's brutal, right? Like if the Browns have Josh Dobbs, you're like, oh. All of a sudden, you're like, well, okay. I mean, he hasn't looked horrible in Arizona. Yeah, you guys need to bring Colt McCoy back home. <laughs> I will answer this question. I think nationally, and the perception you just had about this is definitely bigger for the Bengals, is probably the the, the one where most people would grab onto. I actually think it's bigger for Seattle. Number one, you're coming off a bye. Some teams coming off a bye, get a little, takes them a while to kick it into gear. Plus, they're flying to the Midwest. But the Eastern time zone, we know all about that stuff. And I want to know who Seattle really is. They had a huge win earlier this year against Detroit. And then they just kind of play against Carolina. Okay. Um, They played against your Giants. Great. They looked awesome on a Monday night. But that was ugly from your team's standpoint. And during a three-game winning streak, the only teams that have outscored the Seattle Seahawks are Buffalo and Miami. That was it, weeks two through four. They were the highest-scoring team in the NFC. 
So I'm kind of curious. Like, can this team be better than Dallas? Could they take the top wild card? Maybe. Which we got a lot of flack for, or at least I did. Not a lot. I'm overreacting. Week one, before the week one, I was like, I was like, I think Seattle could be a little better than Dallas. Um, and Dallas started the season off so hot. We're like, oh, that's insane. But now you're kind of seeing them come back down the earth. I'm ex- so I think Seattle defensive front, their pass rush is the ultimate like pressure, but don't finish. But I think for the Bengals, where they block, can they block those guys up? Right. Cause I feel like that's a great test versus good, you know, first like a, a good defense. But they're like on the backside, you got Witherspoon who's playing really well and Tariq Woolen. Um, so I think this is I guess you're right. This is like a good test for both teams. This this is game of the week, right? Uh yeah, there aren't a lot of good ones. It's like Detroit, Tampa. This one, that's that's why we're talking about them. There's yeah. not yeah, a lot where Yeah, this you know, is this if, is game of the week. If Watson had played, then it would be the Browns and Niners. But it, he's not, most right. likely. So that's where we are. Okay. What is up, baseball fans listening to football today? The playoffs are here, and it's time to get in on the action. We've teamed up with DraftKings, and they are bringing all new customers an offer that you can take advantage of right now, baby. New customers who bet only $5 will get $200 in bonus bets instantly. So download the DraftKings app now and use my promo code Football today. That's right. New customers who bet just $5 in any wager will receive $200 in bonus bets instantly. Stay in on the action and use your $200 in bonus bets on DraftKings parlays. Combine multiple bets together for a shot and at an even bigger payout. If sports betting is not yet available in your state, don't worry. You can still join in on all the fun with DraftKings Daily Fantasy and have the shot to win cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers use code promo code football today. Bet just five dollars on any wager and get two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly. That's promo code football today. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You'd be glad you did. Speaking of fading teams, Justin Jefferson just placed on injured reserve for one and four Minnesota. So, of course, there's a ton of rumors swirling around Kirk Cousins. We know that he's a free agent at the end of the year. We also know that he has a no trade clause. But guess what? People ask Kirk Cousins about the whole trade scenario. Here he is. Kirk, is there any scenario where you would waive your no-trade clause before the trade deadline? You know, I'm just very focused on the Bears and going 1-0 this week, and anything else is just not worth my time or energy or attention. But it is worth our time and energy and attention, Kirk. So what's your gut tell you, Bobby? Is he a Viking all year? I do think so because there's just – you can't tell me the landing spot unless those dirty birds down south got a little crazy with with Arthur Smith and the Falcons. But here's like the three teams or coaches you can see wanting him. One is Kyle Shanahan loves him, right? Tried the trade oh, for him in the past. But they can't. They have Brock Purdy. Yeah, okay. Uh, the other one would be the Jets. But I just don't see the Jets. Like I think that would be dumb on their part like to try and squeeze as many wins possible out of this season just wait for Aaron get through this season wait for Aaron Rodgers I feel like that'd be desperation out of like Salah being afraid that he could lose his job and then the other team uh like uh coaching staff what where, where was what was I looking at um in the AFC you have was it my Browns yeah yeah your Browns but like you you gave Deshaun Watson all that money you can't trade for Kirk Cousins uh yeah, so it's like the three teams that you could see 
making like the three the two teams that you can see making sense should not do it. And then the the coach that loves him the most in Shanahan's not going to do it. Purdy's fucking balling for them right now. So it's really like it's probably the Falcons are bust, and I don't see Arthur Smith being the guy that wants to trade for Kirk Cousins midseason. Yeah, I don't. I just don't see a match. He's a free agent. All. Like go. Like I can see the Falcons. I think he could end up on the Falcons in free agency, but not as a trade. See, but I think that's the one place. Like if I'm the Falcons, I give it serious consideration. But you know what the problem is? That regime drafted Desmond Ritter in the third round, so they don't want to move on from him because they're all they're so hard headed. Everybody is always so hard headed about they love the guys they drafted. You know why? Because they're the ones that drafted them. And what's the hardest thing to do in any sort of sport is admit you're wrong, whether it was a free agent signing, a draft pick, an extension, something else. People don't like admitting that they were wrong. And Desmond Ritter could be a fine backup. He might end up being a guy that bounces around and is a placeholder until you find the right guy. I don't like even last week. I think he threw for career high 329 yards. I was like, yeah, best game. I was like, but this is like, that is the ceiling. It just doesn't feel. And Kirk Cousins, you can say whatever the hell you want. He's a good quarterback. He's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I I think Kirk's Kirk got overhated. I think he's like I think he's better than Dak, and that's I said that beginning of the season too. Um, now it depends if the Vikings are tr- truly just trying to offload him. Like if they're like, ah, we'll take a fifth because we're moving on, and we'll take it anyways. Then I, if I'm the Falcons, I'd do it. But if it's anything, if it's a day one or day two pick, I'm trying to just like, hey, we'll we'll wait till day free agency. One. He's not a day one pick. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, how willing are the Vikings to just offload him? Like, are they willing to move what off if of it's a day a, three uh, pick to tank their total, not just tank their season and losing games, but tank their season where it's gonna like it's gonna look really ugly? And we we forget this from the outside looking in, like, oh, that might be best for the team. But if you're a coach, you know you always have a short leash in this league. That getting through a season with your team losing but not looking embarrassing bad can save you a job. Like I know that from you know the Giants experience. If Joe Judge. If Daniel Jones doesn't get injured in 2021, the Giants maybe win one more game. Joe Judge is still probably their head coach, unfortunately. Like, a season going so ugly. Like, owners, GMs, they panic. Even though I don't think the Vikings would do that. But it depends on how – are they really just trying to get him off their plate? Um. So, Cousins, let's just play this game since we're here. Falcons feel like the best fit. Good young team, shitty division, winnable. What if the trade is a three, a conditional three, meaning it could move up to a two if they make the playoffs? I still not. I'm, you can sign him in, in the free agency. But that doesn't help you this year. Yeah, but are, like, do they fit? They'll make they will make the playoffs. So now you're giving a second round pick, which is really valuable. Yes, it um, is. And I'm I'm not doing that for a guy who I get in free agency is also 35 years old, right? Like, what's oh. going to be the big free agent market for Kirk Cousins? Um, you just you just want to play it out. Well, because also by the way, if you have him and you already have him in the building, maybe he likes it. Maybe he wants to sign an extension. You don't have to battle the rest of the league for him. Well, I feel like if you trade for him, you got to sign him on the 
like the that spot. day. You don't you don't wait till free agency. Okay, that's fine. Okay, let's then let's play this game. I'm trying to figure out where you're going to bite right now. If you're Fontenot, the GM of the uh, of the Falcons, what if it's a conditional four that turns into a three? Now you're in. I'm 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 good with that. Okay. Do you think I think Minnesota does that too? Because that's the um the compensatory round is between three and four if Cousins leaves. So right. there at least you're moving up half a round or you know 15 picks, whatever it ends up being. Yeah, it's just how willing is are they to just truly get off of him and start Jaron Hall at quarterback for the rest of the year? That's yeah, listen, the... then well then and the rest of the year is whatever. JJ, go get healthy. You'll see who we'll draft, and you'll sign your extension, and then we'll be on our way again. Because that's yeah. where it's trending. That is where it's trending. I'm All really right. sad that Jeff Jefferson's injured too, because I felt like he could I go for it. the the record this year with how much they'll be losing. I hate it. I love watching that kid play, and I I don't think he's coming back anytime soon. By the way, like if they over the next four games or whatever go one and three, and they're staring at two and seven, he's like. Man, my hamstring is really bad. Um, before we get out of here, the London series wraps up this weekend. You've got the Titans and the Ravens over there. Now, Baltimore flew out on Monday, so they've been practicing, having their meetings, uh, going around the town the whole bit. Here is Lamar Jackson talking about fame overseas. I didn't know until people recognized me. I was like, that's crazy. I'm known in London. <laughs> for the German fans as well? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Shout out to the fans. Um, I'm glad you guys are, you know, watching us. I'm glad you guys are supporting us. We love it. Um, hopefully we'll be out here more. You know, we show a lot of love to you guys. Yeah, like uh, a few guys walked up to me. They were like, are you Lamar? You know, in the, in the, in the, uh, in the London accent. I'm like, yeah, it's me. And, like, I took a picture with those guys. It was, it was, it was fun. It was fun. Fun experience for me. Uh, how shocked were you that Lamar was shocked regarding his popularity? Can't hear you, Bobby. Whoops, microphone muted. That's the first time that's happened on the show. He football's really big in London. I think that's one of the best things the NFL has done is like really tried to grow internationally. Like some of our earliest like listeners and like fans of Talking Giants or like diehards are from London and overseas. Um, and I, you forget how big these dudes are. Like Lamar, if you like see him in person, he's a big ass dude, and he's got a recognizable face. Like I, I'm, I'm shocked that he didn't realize that. Especially after like that 2019 year was huge for him. I love it. Like I I really dig Lamar. I think he's I think he's great. You know, he answers every question, handles himself really well. Um, so I dig him. And I think this is kind of an endearing little quality of him. Like, oh my God, like people know who I am around the world. Like that's kind of cool. I thought it was cute. It wasn't like, well, of course they know who a former league MVP is. I thought it was I thought it was just kind of a sweet moment. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's how often do you get recognized? Is it daily now for you, or is it like kind of here and there? Yeah, when I get out, when I go out, you know, when I'll tell you what it is, they recognize if they if people hear me instead of see me because they've heard my voice so much over the last twenty years or whatever. They're like, I thought that was you. Like I was at our friend's bar mitzvah last Saturday, and um, the people who were there doing the ice cream they were like are you chris rose like aren't you working today i was like no i'll be there tomorrow they're like yeah we, we love watching you on sundays in the nfl 
So that was nice. It's very nice. My wife says there's always the one-time rule. One person always recognizes you when we're out. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. It is nice. Um, Sweet. So, yeah. Who do, you, who do you got in that Ravens game? Ravens. Yeah, I don't know what the hell the Titans are doing. They're following the Bills' plan of getting over there today. 50 that's hours. Crazy. That's crazy. Like, I understand that the facilities aren't as good and maybe the meeting rooms. I don't give a shit. Go over there and get some sleep. I mean, you had the Bills that were sleepwalking through that first half against Jacksonville, a team that had already been over there for two weeks. So, I don't know. I just – I think it's ridiculous. I think if you're traveling overseas, you need to get over there five, at minimum of five days in advance of the game. I don't know what the hell you're doing. Plus, yeah. let the guys have some fun. Look around a place they've never been before if they haven't. Let's go. You know, treat it like a work trip, but it could be fun. Breaks up the monotony of the season. That's cool. Um. All right, so we're back at it. Again, on Monday, hopefully we've got some exciting games. Hopefully we've got some good, exciting stuff to talk about. I know we've got a really good game on and interesting as Kellen Moore goes against his old team, Chargers and Cowboys, on Monday night. So we'll be breaking that down and more. Uh, for our dude of a producer, Mikey, and Bobby Skinner from the Talking Giants world, I am Chris Rose. We will see you Monday on Football Today.